With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey folks, it's Brandon Phoenix back with Home Field Apparel to tell you about the friends and family sale. 30% off over 200 products. There will be a specific collection that shows the products. It'll be easy to find on the site. You can filter by school, t-shirt or sweatshirt, whatever. No code needed for the sale within this collection. Check them out. Home Field Apparel. You will not regret it. Current and former athletes, members of the athletic department, and of course, the best fans in the country all make up a very special group we like to call the Cyclone Family. Join me, Jamie Steyer Johnson, as I bring you closer to the people that make Iowa State unique each week on the Cyclone Family Podcast. Some names you may know, while others may be new to you, but one thing's for sure, this is one family reunion you won't want to miss. Each week on the Cyclone Family Podcast. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, and I usually am joined by my brother Jeremy Phoenix, but it's just me today. You are now tuned into the Raspy Voice Kids on the Raspy Voice Kids podcast for another gold and blue interview. Today, we have with us the pride of West Covina, California, a Cincinnati Bearcat, a Final Four legend, and a Mountaineer assistant coach in one Mr. Eric Martin. Coach Martin, thank you for joining the Raspy Voice Kids today. Uh, good to good to speak with you, man. I'm glad glad to be back with you guys. I know last time we we did this, we had a lot of fun. Yeah, I've had a chance to run into you and your brother a little bit since then. You guys are great guys, man. Your parents did a great job job raising you guys. And like I said, I'm just glad to be back on a uh, back on the show. Well, very kind words. I can't. You know what? When I think of you, to be honest, like I think of the Bearcat stuff. Of course, 1992 was a big year for you, uh, Final Four that year, and of course, being with Coach Huggins for all of these years, you've made a name for yourself. You've you've impacted so many players, and of course, all of Mountaineer Nation. Uh, but for me, as an individual, I think of Espana when I think of Eric Martin. Now, huh. that's right. That's right. It, that, we had we had a great time, man. Great that time Spain that. trip was fantastic. You guys showed out for the fans. Um, and you, you made a lot of connections and I know personally for me, it was just, it was a highlight. It was a really good time. And shout out to Mike Herrera, who was there with us then too. That's right. Some of the best sangria I've ever had in my life that night. We went out, man. We had a, we had a good time. It was a good time, time, man. But you know, the thing that's interesting is we were flying high. The team looked good. That was more than two years ago now, or, or it's almost three years ago now. Yeah. Times have changed. And Morgantown, as far as basketball is concerned, what is what do you think it's going to take to fix what's going on in Morgantown? Well, uh, obviously, the uh, the ability to transfer whenever you want is now a part of our day to day lives, and it wasn't three years ago. But I just think we need to get back to recruiting guys that have a little toughness to them, a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, and. Uh, I don't think it's a big fix to be honest. When you look at last year, obviously we didn't have the year we wanted to um, losing those games. But I think that the part about the year that was so disheartening to me was that 
the game we lost were all close. Yeah. So you're thinking a stop here, a rebound there, uh, a made shot, a made free throw. It'd be different if we were getting blown out, and then you could just say to yourself, those teams are just better than us. But Texas at home, Iowa State there, um, some other games slipped my mind, but there's at least six or seven games in the Big 12 that we had a good chance to win. And, and to be honest, with our record, if we win seven games in conference, as you saw with, I think it was, I don't know if it was TCU, seven or eight games with our strength of schedule from the preseason, we would have been in the tournament. So yeah. that's the part that was disheartening, losing those close games and then not being able to take care of business at home. Usually we've done a great job of taking care of our business at home, winning anywhere from 80 to 90% of our games. We didn't do that this year, and that hurt. It did. It hurt, man. It was hard. But you mentioned that one of the things you think will help to fix this is the players. Jimmy's and Joe's, not as much X's and O's. And you said you wanted to see us recruit some more kids with chips on their shoulders, something to prove, the Javon Carter bulldog mentality, treadmill mentality. Right. Do you do you feel like the players on this year's team quit? No, I don't think they quit. I think um, we had an influx of a lot of kids. And Gabe, Sean, JB, and Taz, that was the core of guys who have been here, not just last year, but the past two or three years. And once again, we had guys who come in, and did we expect certain people's roles to be bigger than they were? Yeah, but that's recruiting. Before there was the transfer portal, there still was a lot of kids transferring because sometimes you miss on kids, and sometimes it's not a good fit for them, and they just want to move on. Uh I don't think you can put the word quit and Bob Huggins in the same sentence that we're not built like that. And even though we might miss on kids, that's not what we do. We coach our kids hard and we're going to, we're going to grind them. And uh, there is no quitting us. There's no quitting Bob Huggins, our staff, or our kids. Once again, it was just a handful of games that really got away from us. And that ended up making the season a bad season. Well, that's interesting because I, I feel the same way as you. There were a lot of people online, and you know how online is, Twitter, other places, people saying different things. I never felt like this team quit. I felt like there might have been places where we lacked maybe talent or some execution, but I never felt like they quit. I felt like the kids played hard, and I respected yeah, that. I agree, and I agree with you. And the, the thing is, and, and this is the way the world is now, I really try and stay off of Twitter and those Web, or those social medias because I, I I don't know of Shane Lyons, who's our boss, being on Twitter. So most of the people that are on there don't do what we do. And the people that do do what we do, they're not – they have better things to do during the season to get on there. So you have to respect the fans. Social media is set up so everyone can express themselves. But I try and take a small dose of Twitter or Instagram during the season because – when you win, you're the greatest thing in the world. When you lose, you're a bum. And I, I just, me personally, I stay away from, uh, you, you read too much of that, you start believing it. And it's like, if some of those people were as, as smart as they thought they were, they would have our jobs. And well, they don't. Speaking of jobs, because it's interesting. I, I, there's a podcast guy that I like a lot who says never, ever look at the comments. So when you come on the show, don't ever look at the comments on his show Anybody. He says it to everybody. So I think you're doing the right thing when it comes to social media, especially in a high-profile job like what you have. Um, but speaking of 
players who come in, players who are going to make a difference. Can you name a recruit right now or a signee that you think will be a household name for us next year? I don't think I'm allowed to name someone who we're recruiting and haven't signed, but I really do believe um, um, Pat, Pat's, I'm going to say his name, Sumbrick, Sumbrick from Triton. <laughs> yeah. I had a chance to see him play out in, uh, in Kansas last week, and he, he's a piece. The, the thing is, I recruited Deuce McBride, and I'll be the first to say, and if there's anyone in this building that disagrees with me, they're lying. I never saw Deuce McBride as leaving after his second year to, to go play in the NBA. I didn't see it. And I've watched Deuce more than anyone else. What you can never determine until they get on campus is work ethic. Everybody looks good in high school. Everybody looks good in JUCO. Everybody looks good in prep school. When you get these kids on campus, you find out who loves the game and who just likes the game. I had no idea Deuce McBride loved the game as much as he loved the game. And in a perfect world, you'd like to recruit all kids like that. But once again, I don't know anyone that hits on all the recruits. And, and people are talking about the transfer portal. Well, you know what? It's a benefit for us also because on kids that you miss on, you can tell them they need to look for a better fit. And now the kid doesn't have to sit out and he can play right away. So it's not just a win-win for the players. It's also a win-win for the coaches who are looking to always improve talent on their team. Well, that's an interesting perspective. Uh, a lot of people just look at the negatives of the transfer portal, but you're looking at that's the how positives as well. Together, right? What'd you say? That's how that's how life is. I'm I'm a the glass is half full type guy, so I'm always looking to insinuate the positive in life, but the majority, just because this is the way society is, they want to focus on the negative. And yeah, you can look at the negative. Well, kids get to okay, well, we lost Jalen and Isaiah. Okay, we lost those two. I think what's happening in Mountaineer Nation is everyone's acting like, well, we lost like nine guys. No, we had six guys whose eligibility was up, and we lost two players, Isaiah and Jalen. You don't want to lose young guys that are that talented, but I feel comfortable that we'll, we'll be able to replace those guys and we'll come out with a team that is better than this past year's team. And at the end of the day, that's what you're looking to do. That's, exactly, that's exactly what we're yeah. looking to do. Right. Fans will love you when you're winning and even when you're losing, they'll, 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 they'll say what they have to say about you. That, that goes without saying. But here we will, bring a t we will have a team that is more athletic, more gritty. And personally, I would like to go back to Press Virginia, but we have to wait and see what type of personnel we have to commit to doing that. So there you have it right there from Eric Martin. He wants to see a return of Press Virginia. He's not the only one. Uh, we had... Um, uh, we, there's other people that, that have called for a return to Press Virginia, but like like you just mentioned, the key is having the right players to do it. So if you you got to have the right players, and you guys are working on that, getting what you need. So we'll wait and see what you bring out. You being a glass half full kind of a guy, and talking about the negative impacts of the transfer portal as well as the positive aspects. How do you think it looks for the staff, particularly Bob Huggins, Oscar leaving and becoming possibly the Player of the Year? Uh, I don't really think it, it says anything. Oscar transferred. What he did when he left here was really up to Oscar. Uh, nobody wanted Oscar to leave. Oscar left on his own. He left in the middle of the season, which most times kids are going to wait to the end of the year to transfer. That was his call with his circle. That's what they wanted to do. And me, look, I coached Oscar for a year and a half. I'm a big Oscar fan. Although he left, I'm going to cheer for Oscar because I know who he is. And he's a, he's not a bad kid. 
he just left. And it's easy for a fan base to turn him into the villain because he's not with the blue and gold. But at the end of the day, he went there. The situation was better for him, and it worked out. If he's the national player of the year, I could say, hey, you know what? I started the national player of the career on his path to being the national player of the year. That's how I see it, too. And Jeremy, my brother, feels the same way. We saw, we saw Oscar Shibway as a great player. We loved him in Morgantown. We wish he would have done this in Morgantown. But when he left, we just wished him the best. Right. And, and the, the, you know what the thing is? People are saying we wish he had done this. If anyone has ever watched Kentucky play, tell me what Oscar does now that he didn't do here. The only difference was he had to fight with a 6'11", 250-pound All-American named Derek Culver to get the rebound. Does Oscar shoot it better? No. Does he score oversized? No. He rebounds? Yes, he did that here. He runs the floor? Yes, he did that here. That's why Oscar has had so much success. He doesn't have another All-American down there with him battling for rebounds. That's his success. And arguably, he plays in a weaker conference, so that helps too. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you know what? I don't, I'm not going to get into what conference is better. I think enough has been said on why the Big 12 – and I think the Big 12 is pretty much showing in the NCAA tournament why we are the better conference with TCU taking Arizona to the brink. We do have the best conference, but it really is a matter of personnel. I don't see uh, Kentucky having another 6'11", 250-pound All-American with him in the starting lineup. Or I don't, now, don't get me wrong. Kentucky's got a lot of good young guys that are bouncy, but it's pretty much understood. Oscar is the man, and he gets to play in time. And once again, when those rebounds come off, he's running all of them down. He did that here. He just had Derek running down the other half. So Oscar wasn't going to get 20 rebounds here. He was going to get 10. Derek was going to get 10. So we've had, it seems like we've had, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, because you mentioned Derek Culver, you mentioned Oscar Sheepway, well, I mentioned Oscar Sheepway. It feels like we've had a lot of turnover the last five to 10 years in WVU basketball. Is that something yes. I'm, is that true? Yeah, you can say that. But tell me what university hasn't had a lot of turnover in the last five years. No, that's a fair point. Is not a lot of schools building, you know, building and maintaining rosters over years anymore. It's just different. Here's how it works. Most of the time, these low to mid-majors get kids. And in two to three years, these kids are really, really good. Well, now that they're the transfer portal, why would I stay at Burger State when I can go to WBU for two years and put in work there? So you'll they'll have those guys that come. Well, when those guys come, there's people that are leaving from West Virginia going somewhere else also. I think the only two people in my time here who have transferred and like really put in work somewhere else were Aaron Harris, Teddy Buckets, but Teddy Buckets is a different deal. He's 26 years old, so he should be putting in work. And Oscar, it's rare that someone leaves here. It's rare that someone leaves here and goes somewhere else and does what Oscar does. Oscar is the first person. Oscar is a unique individual. So anyone who thought he was going to go to Kentucky and not be successful, they don't know. They don't know basketball. Did I think he would win the National Player of the Year? No. But like everything else in life, timing is everything. Timing is everything. Was there any bit of joy, like any bit of joy, watching Kentucky lose in the first round? Uh, I don't want to say joy. Um, 
Man, that's that's a, that's a that's a great question. I, I don't like seeing I don't like seeing guys cry. So no, I didn't I didn't get any joy from seeing Oscar cry. I'm not the biggest Kentucky fan for whatever reason. I just I'm not haven't played at Cincinnati and been here. So, but I wasn't cheering against them. Understood. There were a I mean, lot to me. To yeah, to me, people that said they had joy in that. There's nothing wrong with that. You're allowed to do that, but ah, man. Social media will really, really um, kind of exploit some people for, and I mean this in the right way, people that you guys need to get a life. <laughs> 100. Not, yeah, you guys need to get a life. If, if Whether Oscar wins or loses the, the player of the year or loses it, and that makes your, makes your yeah, you need, to, you need to look in the mirror and be like, what am I doing with my life? So I mean, don't get me wrong. You have a right to do that, but. I don't really think it's that deep, but I have a life. I got a whole lot going on. So, no, I didn't take enjoyment in seeing Oscar cry after the loss. Jeremy about Oscar, even though he's not here. Jeremy tweeted that basic sentiment. He was basically like, it looks bad as Mountaineer fans. It looks bad for our wow. fan base if we're rooting for teams to lose as opposed to just rooting for our team to win. That's right. That's right. But in, in not to single out Mountaineer fan base, I, I bet you – other fan bases are like that too. I, I don't know if a kid transferred from Tennessee and went to North Carolina, their fan base is probably cheering that that kid doesn't do good and the team doesn't do good. I understand it, especially in a year when we struggled. It's easy to focus on Oscar in Kentucky, but Oscar's not here anymore. The people are still talking about him. Uh, you're probably better off just moving on. Yeah, I agree. I, I I think it's funny, but um, but you're right. Like it is. I think I say this all the time. I defend our fan base, and I say that our fan base is the same as any fan base that has expectations. I agree with that. And I I, I think that. I think we have loyalty, we have love, but you also have some knuckleheads in that bunch too. But I think that's true for anywhere you go. I agree. I agree with that. The you problem is people tend to concentrate on the statements of the knucklehead because. Their statements, when you read them, they, you're appalled by reading their statements. And you're like, I wonder what this person is like if I were to just walk by this person and see. And nine times out of ten, it's probably some dude that still lives in his mom's basement, eats <laughs> Cheetos, and drinks, drinks, <laughs> drinks chocolate milk, man. Most of the people who have a job and a life and family, whatever, yeah, you have a right to comment. But they don't get that caught up into it because – they got a life and a job and things they got to do. So, and a woman. I mean, I would. Uh, that's right. That's right. They, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you you just talked about social media. How everybody has a say. I got to tell you this. I don't know if you've seen this, but there's been rumors going on that there's going to be changes on the staff. Is there any truth to that? I don't know. I haven't read that. <laughs> and I've been at work every day, and everyone's been here. And I was talking with a husband yesterday. He didn't bring that up. He didn't mention anything about me coming on staff, right? He didn't mention anything about anybody. <laughs> <laughs> there's all kinds of rumors about Frank Martin. Uh, there's just rumors out there, but so far that's all they've been is rumors. Like you said, nothing from Sugar Shane Lions, nothing from Coach Huggins, just rumors. So we thought we'd check with you to see what you had to say about those rumors. Um, yeah, again, there's we no have, rumors. I, I haven't heard those rumors, but once again, I don't follow social media. And I'm kind of glad I don't follow social media. I put out a tweet every now and then. I put a little some Instagram stuff on mine, but 
I don't go through Instagram and Twitter and I just, I really, my Twitter consists of what's on Eric Martin's page. I'll make a comment. I might see something and like it. Like yesterday we had something on our trainer, Randy Meter, who's been here forever and done just a great job. And I retweeted that, but I try and stay away from the negative, man. It's, 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 it's so much negative out there. It's easy to get caught up in that. And I try to, I try to steer, steer free of that. I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, as I said, I'm a glass half full guy. I'm a man of faith. So I believe in God. I believe everything happens for a reason. And it, it's easy to get caught up in the negative. But once you do, it's like a whirlwind and it's hard to get out of that cycle. Well, we appreciate your time. For everyone listening, this is Coach Eric Martin. He is an, a longtime assistant coach with Coach Huggins at West Virginia University for the basketball team. We're grateful that you were able to join us today. We know you got to go. Uh, we normally would do rapid fire at this point, but you've already been on. and You've already done rapid fire. So you aced that. So we'll let you I go, man. I wouldn't mind you do it. No, man. Let's rapid fire. Shoot. I, I, that's that's what I remembered and liked the most. If you if you got a rapid fire, I'll take it. All right, let me give you something. Gummy bears or gummy worms? Gummy bears. Oprah or Ellen? Oh, Ellen. Jay Z or Nas? Tupac. Tupac, a true West Coaster right here, true West Coaster. And real quick, what do you think about Snoop Dogg buying uh, buying the Death Row collection? It'll be great if he could get all those artists that were on that beginning back together because I don't know if there was ever an assemblance of more rap talent. You're talking about the Lady of Rage, Daz. Um, corrupt. Uh, corrupt. The, uh, I mean, Danny Boy. That's just guys that come off the top of my head. I don't think he probably will be able to get them back together, but uh, I'm sure Snoop is going to handle it a lot better than Suge Knight. And uh, man, what a what a compilation of talent that was! Yeah, that was that was one of a kind. Big Twelve regular season title or Big Twelve tournament title? Tournament title. I want to be I want to be flying high going into the NCAA tournament. Big East or Big Twelve? Oh. Big 12 competition, Big East travel. Love that. That's a great answer. And the question, what, who is your favorite Marvel superhero? Uh, you know, I was always, is Green Lantern a Marvel hero? I think he's DC. Okay, Marvel. Oh, could you name one or two of them? I, I, I think so you got I, the I Avengers. You've got, you got the Avengers. You got Thor. You've got Hulk. You've got uh Iron Man Black Panther Black Panther Marvel I think let me see see I I got he is, I'll go with Black Panther Black Panther's a great choice but let me check real quick and I'll tell you for sure Yeah he's Marvel good call Yeah Black Panther Black Panther's an excellent choice and the final question for this t- for today's rapid fire this is, comes from Jeremy this is his design I don't think I don't think we asked you this before Got it Do you pee in swimming pools <laughs> <laughs> no i don't all right he says no he doesn't we'll see if the jury <laughs> believes him but there it is we got coach eric martin he gave us the lowdown he kept it 100 with us like always listen he's a great coach he's an even better man excellent in person he's a real dude if you get a chance to tell him what's up be nice on twitter coach martin thank you for joining us once again today hey thanks for having me i do appreciate it Podcast Network.